0: Chapter One of Five Little Peppers Abroad. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellie. Five Little Peppers Abroad by Margaret Sidney. Chapter One Over the Ocean. Dear me," said Polly. "I don't see where ever she can be, Jasper. I've searched just everywhere for her." and she gave a little sigh and pushed up the brown rings of hair under her sailor cap don't worry polly said jasper with a reassuring smile she's with matilda of course come polly let's you and i have a try at the shuffleboard by ourselves down on the lower deck no we can't said polly with a dreadful longing at her heart for the charms of a game that is until we've found phronsie and she ran down the deck perhaps she's in one of the library corners though i saw i looked all over them how do you know she isn't with matilda polly cried jasper racing after to see polly's little blue jacket whisking ahead of him up the companion way because polly stopped at the top and looked over her shoulder at him matilda is in her berth She's awfully seasick. i was to stay with phronsie and now i've lost her and the brown head drooped and polly clasped her hands tightly together oh no she can't be lost polly said jasper cheerfully as he bounced up the stairs and gained her side. why she couldn't be well anyway we can't find her jasper said polly running on it's all my fault for i forgot and left her in the library and went with fanny vanderburg down to her stateroom oh dear me As she sped on well she's in the library now most likely said jasper cheerfully hurrying after curled up asleep in a corner and they both ran in expecting to see Phronsie's yellow head snuggled in one of the pillows but there was no one there except a little old gentleman on one of the sofas back of a table who held his paper upside down his big spectacles on the end of his nose almost tumbling off as he nodded drowsily with the motion of the steamer oh dear me exclaimed polly now we shall wake him up as they tiptoed around peering in every cosy corner and behind all the tables for a glimpse of Phronsie's little brown gown no danger said jasper with a glance over at the old man he is just as fast asleep as can be here polly i think she's probably tucked up in here and he hurried over to the farther side where the sofa made a generous angle just then in stalked a tall boy who rushed up to the little old gentleman here granddad wake up and he shook his arm smartly you are losing your glasses and then there'll be a beastly row to pay oh dear me cried polly aghast as she and jasper whirled round hey what what exclaimed the old gentleman clutching his paper as he started forward Oh, why, I haven't been asleep, Tom. Ha, ha, tell that to the Marines, cried Tom loudly, dancing in derision. You've been sleeping like a log. You'd much better go down and get into your stateroom. But give me a sovereign first. He held out his hand as he spoke. Hurry up, granddad, he added impatiently. The old gentleman put his hand to his head and then rubbed his eyes. Bustle up, cried the boy with a laugh, or else I'll run my fist into your pocket and help myself. Indeed you won't, declared the old gentleman now thoroughly awake ha ha laughed the boy you see if i won't granddad yet he dropped his imperious tone and waited though impatiently while the big pocket-book was drawn out what do you want with money on board the boat demanded the old gentleman give me a sovereign granddad cried tom controlling his impatience as best he might with many a cross look at the wrinkled old face under the white hair his grandfather slowly drew out the coin and tom twitched it eagerly from the long thin fingers "'I don't see how you can need money on board the boat,' repeated the old gentleman. "'Never you mind what I wanted for granddaddy,' said Tom, laughing loudly, shaking the sovereign at him as he ran off. "'That's my business, and not yours.' Polly had not taken her eyes off their faces. Now she turned toward Jasper. "'Oh, how very dreadful!' she gasped. "'Then would have given everything if she had kept still, for the old gentleman whirled around and saw them for the first time. "'Hey, who are you, and what are you listening there for, eh?' he demanded sharply he had little black eyes and they now snapped in a truly dreadful way at them we came to find her little sister said jasper politely for polly was quite beyond speaking sister i don't know anything about your sister said the old gentleman irascibly. and this room isn't a place for children i can tell you he added as if we owned the library and the whole ship jasper made no reply "Phronsie isn't here polly clasped her hands again tighter than ever and oh jasper and she looked at the angry old face before them with pitying eyes. What I say to my grandson Tom, and whatever he says to me, is our own business, exclaimed the old gentleman in a passion, thumping the table with his clenched hand, and no one else has the right to hear it. I am so very sorry we heard it, said Polly, the colour which had gone quite from her cheek, now rushing back, and we are going right away, sir. You would much better, said the old gentleman, nodding angrily, and you boy too. "'Suppose you think yourself better than my Tom. "'But you are not. "'Not a bit of it.' "'And suddenly he tried to start to his feet, "'but lurched heavily against the table instead. "'Polly and Jasper rushed over to him. "'Lean on me, sir,' said Jasper, "'putting both arms around him, "'while Polly ran to his other side. "'He was shaking so dreadfully. "'The old gentleman essayed to wave them off. "'Let me alone,' he said feebly. "'I am going after my grandson Tom.' "'His voice sank to a whisper, "'and his head dropped to his breast. "'He's got money.' He's always getting it, and I'm going to see what he's doing with it. Polly, said Jasper, you help me put him back on the sofa. There, that's it, as the old man sank feebly down against the cushions. And then I'll run and find his grandson. It was just a time when everybody seemed to be in the staterooms, or out on deck in steamer chairs. So Polly sat there at the old man's head, feeling as if every minute were an hour, and he kept gurgling. Tom's a bad boy. He gets money all the time, and I'm going to see what he's doing with it with feeble waves of his legs that put polly in a fright lest he should roll off the sofa at every lurch of the steamer tom is coming at last she said putting her hand on the hot forehead please stay still sir you'll be sick but i don't want tom to come cried the old gentleman irritably who said i wanted him to come hey he turned up his head and looked at her and polly's hand shook worse than ever when the little snapping eyes were full on her face and she had all she could do to keep from running out of the room and up on deck where she could breathe freely i'm so sorry she managed to gasp feeling if she didn't say something she should surely run does your head feel better and she smoothed his forehead gently just as phronsie always did Grandpapa's when it ached and when she thought of phronsie then it was all she could do to keep the tears back where could she be and would jasper never come back just then in ran tom with a great clatter complaining noisily every step of the way i told you you'd much better get off to your state room, granddad he exclaimed, Here, I'll help you down there, and he laid a hasty hand on the feeble old arm. I think he is sick, said Polly gently. Jasper came hurrying in. Phronsie is all right, he had time to whisper to Polly. Oh Jasper the colour rushed into her cheek that had turned quite white. I'm so glad. Nonsense, exclaimed Tom abruptly. It's only one of his crotchets. You don't know. He gets up plenty of them on occasion. What did you want the sovereign for? asked the old gentleman, taking his sharp little eyes of Polly to fasten them on his grandson's face. Say, I will know. And I say no matter, retorted Tom roughly, and you ought to come down to your state-room where you belong. Come, granddad. And he tried again to lay hold of his arm. But the little old gentleman sank back and looked up at Polly again. I think I'll stay here, he said. I say, began the boy in an embarrassed way, this is dreadfully rough on you. And then he looked away from Polly to Jasper and if you knew him as well as i do nodding his head at his grandfather you wouldn't get in such a funk polly was busy smoothing the hot forehead under the white hair and appeared not to notice a word he said your grandfather really appears ill said jasper and the doctor might give him something to help him tom burst into a short laugh and kicked his heel against the table ho ho i say you don't know him oh what muffs you are he is well enough only he is determined not to go to his stateroom where he belongs but to kick up a row here very well said jasper coolly since you are determined to do nothing for his relief i shall take it upon myself to summon the doctor he stepped to a table a bit further off and touched the electric button back of it here don't do that remonstrated tom springing forward but it was too late and the steward who attended to calls in the library stepped in it isn't the hour for giving out books he began tom was stamping his foot impatiently and scowling at jasper alternately casting long glances out the nearest porthole it isn't books we want, said Jasper quickly, but this old gentleman, whose head was now heavily sunken on his breast, and whose cheek was quite white, appears to be very ill, and to need a doctor. Is that so? The steward leaned over and peered into the old face. Well, he doesn't look just right, and that's a fact. Is he your father? Oh, no, said Jasper quickly. I don't know who he is, but do hurry, for he is sick, and needs the doctor at once. I'll get Dr. Jones, offering the steward toward the surgeon's cabin see what you have done cried tom in a towering passion kicked up a pretty mess when i tell you i have seen my grandfather just as bad a hundred times jasper made no reply and polly continued to stroke gently the poor head well 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 exclaimed mr king coming in to be sure it's very stupid in me not to think of looking in the library for both of you before oh dear me bless me and he came to a dead stop of astonishment father cried jasper this poor man seems very ill oh yes polly pitifully he really is grandpapa and she put her hand to seize one of mr king's and jasper has sent for the doctor and none too soon i should say remarked mr king grimly with a keen glance into the old man's face raise his feet a little higher jasper put the pillow under them there that's it well the doctor should be hurried up he glanced quickly around here you boy seeing tom run as you have never run before and tell the doctor to come quickly there isn't any need began tom do you go commanded mr king pointing to the door and tom went father the boy is his grandson said jasper pointing to the sick man mr king stared into jasper's face unable to make a reply he is declared polly oh grandpapa he really is then she buried her flushed face up against mr king's arm there is no need to waste words said mr king finding his tongue there there polly child fondling her brown head don't feel badly i am sure you have done all you could it was jasper he did it all i couldn't do anything said polly oh polly you did everything protested jasper yes yes i know you both did said mr king well here's the doctor thank the lord and then when nobody wanted them the library seemed to be full of people and the news spreading out to the decks many of the passengers got out of the steamer chairs and tried to swarm into the two doorways tom who never knew how he summoned dr jones being chiefly occupied in astonishment at finding that he obeyed a command from a perfect stranger did not come back to the library but kept himself with the same amazed expression on his face idly kicking his heels in a quiet corner of the deck near by he never thought of such a thing as being worried over his grandfather for he couldn't remember when the old gentleman hadn't been subject to nervous attacks but somehow since the row as he expressed it had been kicked up It was just as well to stay in the vicinity and see the end of it. But he wasn't going inside. No, not he. After a while Tom was just beginning to yawn, and to feel that no one could expect him to waste time like that, and probably his grandfather was going to sleep it out on the sofa, and the stupid doctor would find that there was nothing the matter, only the old man was nervous. And I am going back to the fellows, decided Tom, shaking his long legs. Oh, here you are, Cried Jasper running up to him. Come quickly, seizing his arm hey here what are you about roared tom at him shaking off the hand you must excuse me for wasting no ceremony said jasper sternly it struck tom that he looked very much like the old gentleman who had told him to go your grandfather is very ill something is the matter with his heart and the doctor has sent me for you he says he may not live the hour it was necessary to tell the whole of the dreadful truth for tom was still staring at him in defiance End of chapter 1 Recording by Ellie December 2009